Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again, sitting right next to me, is my brother Tommy. How's it going, Tommy? I am good. How are you doing? And joining us virtually once again for this week's episode of In The Click, it's our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, man? It's going great, guys. Coming to you live from Indonesia tonight. <laughs> let's let's get the damn thing going. That's the other thing. I, I know we keep talking about we're going to start doing video very soon. I cannot <laughs> wait because then that oh, way no. you have an excuse to change your background. Because <laughs> you see, Tommy and I get to enjoy that entertainment aspect of these, uh, you know, Zoom slash virtual. <laughs> <laughs> you just blocked your camera. <laughs> Now you're completely there. You are. So that's the thing. I think half the fun of doing these episodes with you is just what, what kind of goofy things you can do in the background of the video. So I want the rest of the clicksters out there to watch this or see this for themselves for the entertainment value. That you got a light on. The clickbaiters will love it. <laughs> you're blind off. Of uh, but yes, here we are back for another episode in the click. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube in the click at gmail.com. A lot of stuff to get into this week. Uh, uh, we're going to focus on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown like we normally do. Uh, but first, got a little bit of clickbait news, a couple items we want to touch on. Um, First things first, a little bit of sad news. Once again, and we had sad news last week with the death of Pat Patterson. This week, we found out the death of, uh, I guess you could say a former wrestler, but definitely he's more known for his acting. Tommy Tiny Lister passed away at the age of 62 years old, um, apparently from some complications from uh, COVID-19. Uh, he was found dead in his home in Southern California this past Thursday, so... R.I.P. to Tommy Tiny Lister. And, of course, online, everyone was saying, oh, Debo's gone. Debo from the movie Friday. And for me, I'm just speaking for myself, but I definitely, I know you guys both can can relate. I know him as Zeus from his time in WWF in the late 80s. So. And in the movie No Holes Bar with yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is, uh, uh, you know, when I first saw the movie Friday back in 95, when, it, when that came out, I can't believe it's been that long now. Yeah. You know, when I saw Debo come on screen or make his appearance, I was like, oh, my God, it's Zeus. Because <laughs> Zeus, at that point, his character was only, what, six years old or No Holds Bar was only six years prior back in, what, 89. Yes. So 
you know, everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? I'm like, that is Zeus, man. The guy who took on Hulk Hogan in No Holds Barred. Great movie WWF put out. Um, but for, yeah. For, for, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of B movies in general. Yeah. Doesn't have to be wrestling related at all. That is a really good B movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Like, it's better if you know wrestling, but, like, if you don't watch wrestling, it's still, like, a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely because it starred Hulk Hogan, but he's, what was his name, Tommy in the movie? Rip. Rip. Rip, Rip Taylor. Yeah, Rip him. Rip him. <laughs> and he had, I'm like, doing the, uh, the turquoise the hand blue. gesture he does here. Rip him. The turquoise blue and the white, and uh, um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I love, I mean, that movie was so great. I mean, Tommy and I, for years, always joke about the guy that crapped his pants. The limo Hulk, driver. The limo driver. Was Smells Hulk. like Dookie. Oh, he's like, what's that smell? Smells like Dookie. Dookie. Oh man, that movie's so great. I think it's on Netflix, right? Or uh, I have the DVD. Yeah, we have. That's right. We have the DVD version of it. So I I have it somewhere. Uh, But Richard, yeah, your thoughts on just hearing about uh, Tommy Lister passing away, aka Zeus. Just any memories of him, especially for his time in WWF. I mean, I saw. No holds barred in middle school, so that's okay. like two thousand, two thousand one ish. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I I remember I was on vacation. It was on in our hotel room, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. We didn't, you know, there was dial up internet back then. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't one of those things that like came up every year or was on TV every year. So uh, I just remember thinking it was really funny. And then I saw we rented the SummerSlam. I think it was SummerSlam with with uh, him and Ted DiBiase. Uh, the uh, Macho Man was SummerSlam. Macho Slam, Man was SummerSlam. Okay. Survivor Series with Ted DiBiase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I just remember thinking this guy's gigantic. And then like <laughs> like a year or two later, renting it again, and then thinking like this guy doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like he just stands there and it like just, puts a hold on Hulk and yeah, he's no, just a so, brick wall. No sells anything. Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, it, it's it's funny, uh, but you know, I don't revere him as a wrestler at all. Yeah. So, it's, um, uh, what people forget was uh, Zeus actually had a match in Puerto Rico for World Wrestling Council against Abdul the Butcher. Oh really? Yeah. What year was that? Ninety, I think. Okay, so after WWF. Yes. So that's the thing. So uh, No Holds Barred came out. He was the actor, the heel, the bad guy in that movie, and then it was funny. So they pretty much took that storyline and carried over into actual canon WWF storyline at the time for Hulk Hogan in '89, and so. Pretty much, it just came down to three events that I remember. So it was Hogan and Brutus Bar Beefcake taking on Macho Man and Zeus. Zeus yes. came and challenged him because he was upset that he lost to him in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like wait, the movie's scripted and yeah, yeah. And so, but they needed some storyline there. So yeah, so that's how they turned that character into like a real life thing. It was like oh my god, it was like before uh, Last Action Hero, where a movie came to life. So, so, True story. Yeah, so they had the match. Uh, SummerSlam. you didn't have the Houdini gold ticket. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the match at SummerSlam 89. 
And then uh, it led to uh, Zeus aligning stuff with Ted DiBiase and uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, uh, Powers of Pain yeah. taking on the Hulkamaniacs, Hogan, Jake the Snake, and Demolition. Yeah. They won that's, at Survivor that's Series. A, that's a hell of a team. That yeah. was a great team. So Hulk that's Hogan. That's a hell of a team. Yeah, yeah. right, dude. And a so powerhouse. Hulk, Hulkamaniacs won at Survivor Series 89. Yeah. And then jump uh, Tommy to what, December 1989? Yeah, they had that one uh, match in a steel cage. No holds bar pay per view. Pay per view. That was the pay per view in December of 89. So yeah. it was uh, Hogan. Again, Bruce Bar Beefcake taking on Savage and Zeus again. So a rematch. Was it a steel cage match? Uh, yes. Uh, let me double check here. Yeah, steel cage match, December 27, 1989. All right. So, yeah, that was it. So it was like the three matches. And after that, he was gone. I think he did a quick little thing at Royal Rumble that following year. Yeah, it says right here, yeah. he wrestled in World Wrestling Council. Zeus beat Abdullah Butcher by count out yeah. at a World Wrestling Council show in Puerto Rico on July 7th, 1990. So, yeah, I mean, listen, at the time... You know the the wrestling. Looking back on it, was like um, wasn't amazing, but nonetheless, the theatrics involved and just like, oh my god, this guy is real. He's really coming out to the ring, take on Hogan. But it wasn't that like amazing wrestling or anything. He wasn't like only majorly trained or anything like that. No, but nonetheless, it was still entertaining and it was like crossing over movies and real life together. So that as a kid. Tommy and I were like, oh, my God, what's going on here? It was intense. Uh, and then I just wanted to g- do give uh, honorable mention for uh, 1996 when he did show up in WCW. <laughs> Pretty much the same character, but just they just couldn't use the name Zeus. They called him Z-Gangsta, and he was part of the alliance to in Hulkamania, which is... Pretty much the Dungeon of Doom, Kevin Sullivan's team. Yes. And also, uh, he brought out... Uh, the, the Nickelodeon cage match. <laughs> yeah. Is that uncensored, right? Yeah, and they also align with the Four Horsemen as well. That's right. And then, uh, uh, Richard, you're telling us, uh, Robert Swenson, who was uh, one of the actors, wrestlers, that was like his teammate at the time, Yeah, uh, who was billed as the ultimate solution. He was right. also Bane, I think, in one of the Batman movies. Yes. Yes. Chief Swenson from World Class Championship yeah. Wrestling. But he passed away... Uh, was about 10 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I think he had a heart attack. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, we, we know Zeus, or excuse me, uh, Tiny Lister, you know, obviously with Friday, and he's done some other acting work, but, uh, you know, in our hearts, we'll always remember him as Zeus from the WWF. So, RIP yes. to Zeus, and thank you for entertaining us as kids all these years. Yes. So, yes. Um, uh, moving on over to another big story that came out towards the end of the week, and I tell you, man, it, these type of stories... Once it gets out there, it's. I feel like the whole internet community just goes crazy, and I'll just cut right to it, like overreacting and all this stuff. So here's the gist of it. So uh, from what I saw, PWIinsider.com um, reported that, long story short, Vince McMahon was upset and uh, was getting pissed off backstage that some of the big men were not performing that well. And so he pretty much sent... Otis, Keith Lee, Dabo Cato, Dio Madden, and uh, I like how they keep saying AJ Styles bodyguard because I keep they put AJ Styles name first. At first, I was like, "What? AJ Styles needs training?" <laughs> but whoa, whoa, whoa! But his bodyguard oh, currently his name's almost, but he was going by Jordan for a while. Um, so they were all uh, supposedly sent to the performance center, and apparently. Twice a week now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they have pretty much a, a wrestling school with uh, Adam Pierce, Drew Gulak as their teachers, and so 
everyone started freaking out. Like, oh my god, how dare Vince McMahon sends Keith Lee to back to wrestling school at the oh, Performance this is such Center? An outrage! And so everyone was just going crazy, and like reports are saying. Uh, Vince McMahon threw a fit backstage and didn't like how these big men were performing in the ring and, and you know, they got to go back to wrestling school. So <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here and I want to break down. But Richard, yeah, kind of your initial reactions to this news. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I think I think when fans get angry before you get angry, maybe think to yourself why. And and maybe that there's a reason and maybe it's a positive reason and not something insulting to the talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not doing their house shows. So mm-hmm. like, this is, this is where they're getting their reps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back in the day, wrestlers would wrestle six days a week, twice on Sundays. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're working one day a week right now. And maybe they're getting a little rust on them in between weeks and, this is just a way for them to get some reps in. Yeah. So a couple things here. One, I will admit, I was a little shocked or surprised, I should say, seeing Otis and Keith Lee, who are both on SmackDown and Raw, respectively, currently on the main roster. Now, as far as Dabakato, Dio Madden, Dio Madden currently also on Raw as part of Retribution. And, well, but to, to be fair, though, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but yeah no, that's like, fine. In the past, they've done this with bigger names than Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Big Show, Mark Henry, mm-hmm. Undertaker. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it's it's just to get the rust off or or get some some reps in. So it's just kind of like the fact that it's Keith Lee, this internet darling, is the reason why someone's everyone's so upset. Remember when Undertaker didn't he go to Ohio Valley Wrestling take on Kane before he was Kane? Remember yes. that? Or well, that, that Smoky Mountain. Or Smoky Mountain. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like he took 95. on New Jack. New Jack. Really? Wow, I did yeah. not know that. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But, okay, so for Dabakato and Dio Madden and Almost, is it Almost or Almost? I'm, I'm, almost. I'm not like Edward James Almost. Yeah, so, like, Dabakato, like, okay, we saw him on Raw Underground. Haven't seen him since the draft. Almost... He hasn't wrestled in the ring yet as far as on TV goes. He's just been AJ's bodyguard, just standing there and carrying AJ on his shoulder like mm-hmm. a like a little parrot. <laughs> but um, so I can understand those two just need more reps and experience. And 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 then for even Dio Madden, you know, we saw him doing some commentary. What was it last year? And then he was off TV after Brock Lesnar beat him up. He comes back now as part of Retribution. But even still, he's still being very young. Uh, to the whole wrestling world. So he needs more reps as well. So I can understand why those three needs more probably attention and practice. Yeah. And then Otis and Keith Lee. While I am shocked, I didn't see this as a slap in the face. So I think a lot of people did. A lot of people were like, oh my God, how dare you send Keith Lee? We love Keith Lee. He's the, one of the best. He was one of the best on the indies for years. And he dominated NXT. Like, how dare they send him back to wrestling school? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Richard, as you said, like, stop, look at the bigger picture, and kind of evaluate I mean, why we're doing this. The other thing, too, is the, the, the person in charge has been doing this in six different decades for 50 years. Yeah. You, you, you think that you know better than he does? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, keep in mind. And so, uh, so, like I said, there's a lot to break down here. First things first, I, I, I want to mention – there was reports this week of supposedly rumors of what the what direction they might be going when it comes to WrestleMania next year. 
obviously Edge and Orton rematch. That was one idea. Uh, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. That's another idea for the Universal title. And the last one was a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre taking on Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee. So, with that being said, it's obvious WWE, or at least Vince, is considering Keith Lee to be part of the main event, or at least the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. That's a big deal. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, hypothetically. I mean, this is not set in stone. Things change over the coming months. But nonetheless, at this current time, if that is true... It's obvious, though, Vince ha- has seen something in Keith Lee and likes him, or he would not uh, even consider him for that championship match. And plus, I, I also... I would also say consider your source as well, because yeah. these these are, this is mainly coming from two people that are largely negative intentionally on WWE, so uh, they're going to have a negative slant and build their own negative story, because that's what the dirt sheet writers do, is they lie. And yeah, and clickbait, you know, they want those those hits. The other thing, too, with the reports of Vince throwing a fit. Now, it's like, I feel like it's a game of telephone when it comes from the sources to the reporter to, like, I think things kind of snowball and get a little out of hand or yeah. over, over, uh, senten- or, uh, uh, sensationalized, like, over dramatics. Water cooler talk. Well, rumors. no, but, uh, uh, what's the word? You know, uh, over exaggerate. Right. What, <laughs> what the story is here. So who, we're not in those rooms, those backstage rooms with Vince McMahon and what the definition of a fit is. Was like Vince yelling, screaming, like, oh my God, these guys need work. Or was he just more like, hey, I noticed these guys need a little work here and you, little uh you know uh, change up of things up here and there i mean look keep in mind like keith lee as much as we all love him did he almost land on his head a couple weeks ago on yeah. raw remember mm-hmm. like one spot mm-hmm. so maybe vince sees him like whoa you know might need a little little working here and mm-hmm. here's that thing like i said those reports if it's true that he's being considered for a wrestlemania match maybe vince sees something in him and wants to mold him into a certain style that will fit a storyline that he sees can be a part of like a main event storyline for WrestleMania. Maybe he wants to see Keith Lee more of like a dominant monster big man. You know what I mean? And, and what I've what I've heard universally from people uh, that are in the business that have anything negative to say about Keith Lee is that he gives too much to people smaller than him. Mm. Because he is such a, a, a powerhouse, yeah. but like he'll bump around for them and he doesn't have to or doesn't need to. And like right. If I mean, if every bump you don't have to take, that's that's one more that you can have Save for it. later. Yeah, because everyone runs out on their bump card eventually. And plus, I also look at it this way. I think of it. It's like I'm going to use uh, baseball terminology here. I think of it. It's like uh, send your players back to maybe a little bit like the minor leagues or whatever. But also at the same time, you want them to work on their craft or, you know, their their stance, their swing or whatever. You fine tune. Fine tune, you know, like in the batting cages and that. And you watch tape and that sort of thing. So it's kind of like that similar ordeal. Yeah, and I do want to mention, uh, sure, uh, I was going to say Hurricane Helms, uh, 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 Shane Helms, Hurricane Helms, we all know him as. Uh, sugar Shane Helms, that's I how I say, know him. I was oh, gonna yeah. Say, I was going to say Sugar Shane. I was going to say, what is it, three, three count? Three right. count was the best faction of all time. Oh, yeah. Evan Courageous, Shannon Moore. Which I don't want to go on a tangent, but I saw your post about uh, was it some of him, and then someone says he should have gone to the Ring of Honor, and he would have probably. Oh, done. Yeah. sorry, I'm not the guns. <laughs> we should have a whole Shane Helms episode about his career. Yeah, but what I'm saying here is, um, 
for Vince, maybe he sees something Keith Lee and he wants to mold him in a certain style and wants him I, to go. To I purple. would say for all of those people that he's sending back, he's not sending back people because he doesn't see anything in any of them. He's sending them all back because he sees something in all of them. Yeah, yes. we know. Keith, we know Vince loves big man. And then and, and, and then. Um, well, here's here's the thing, too, though. Hey, but, well, to, I was going to say real quick. I mean, a lot of people do praise Keith Lee. A lot of people think he's a great worker and like working with him. So, yes. yeah, it's just fine-tuning. But sorry, what were you going to say, Richard? I, I think there's something to be said, though, if you look at who who's getting sent back. Because in my opinion, like, uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not taking shots at anyone with this. I'm mm-hmm. just saying from experience in life, when you go to a show and you see the big guys – and you're like up close or up on the aisle and they walk right by you, that's way more of an awe than like some triple jump moonsault or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like when you see the big guys, it, it's you're going home and talking about that and, and you're not going to – you might remember the finish to the high flyer match or whatever it is, but like you're not going to remember the body of the match. But if you see uh, almost – you're going to tell you got to see this guy. He's almost eight feet taller. You know, then then it's telephone because yeah. then it's, it's you're exaggerating his height and size. Because I remember going to a house show in ninety nine or two thousand and seeing Big Show for the first time mm-hmm. and just thinking like, oh, my God, that guy can't even walk through a door. Like he's just so <laughs> thick and he's tall. And it's just, you know, that's more impressive, I think, for a live crowd than anything. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Tommy. Uh, Tommy and I sat front row for Elimination Chamber when it was at Oracle Arena back in what 2012? February 2011. 2011. Um, Big Show, his pod was right in front of us, so we saw the Big Show standing there waiting to go into the Elimination Chamber yeah, match. I remember that? But we're like, whoa, look how big he is! But we also yeah. saw him wrestle at a house show too yeah. years before that, and we were just like, just, I mean, just astonished how. You know, his presence. I mean, was, look at, you know. yeah, Vince's history. Like, Andre the Giant is like one of his, you know, all time favorite guys that he, that Ever. worked for him. Yeah. So, so he's all about the entertainment, the larger than life personalities, exactly. which so, is why they kept Kali around so long. But the other thing with Andre is if you had Andre, no matter what the show was, it was a sellout. Andre's the greatest attraction in wrestling ever because no yeah, matter absolutely. where, where he performed, people would pay to see him. Yeah. Like, you, you could put you could have Andre in the main event and have a card filled with jobbers and it's still going to sell out because yeah, people yeah. want to see Andre the Giant. Well, so going back to the tweet from uh, Shane Helms, and I'm just paraphrasing. You can look on his Twitter. He more or less said, "Listen, he thinks a lot of people are overreacting. For example, athletes who make it to the NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball, just Major League you, sports, yeah, yes. ma- just because you make it to that top level doesn't mean you stop practicing. Yes." That's what I said earlier. And so this is an example like this. This is just them probably working on some stuff, uh, testing things out. And Rich, as uh, you and I were we were all talking about this the other night was like we're in a pandemic. WWE's current schedule of events is not going on right now. They're not doing house shows. Let's think about the purpose of house shows. Not only it's just extra, you know, for for what they're getting paid, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not doing those house shows. Yeah. Like, like as far as the guarantee, getting, that th- yeah, they're paying you to go train. 
It's not like they're asking you to come in on your day off. Most days are your day off now. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, a lot of them, they're all playing just on Twitch now or video games. Yeah. And, so. and, and all these wrestlers, as far as I know, live in Florida. So it's not like they're jumping on a plane to go train. Like they get to go home at night still. So chill out, people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially. Yeah. All those guys. But what I'm getting at also is. So back in the day, like house shows, you know, obviously these are ways for WWE to reach other smaller markets outside of the TV schedule. But also these house shows are ways for guys to work on their craft, to practice, to get the reps in, to test out things, test out characters. I mean, look, the New Day started on house shows. That's how the New Day started. They were just testing out the waters of the three of them as Mm -hmm. a faction, Mm -hmm. as a heel faction. And and even, you know, this is wrestlers do it on their own accord as well. So sometimes I remember hearing a story about Daniel Bryan when after he had he had already been in Ring of Honor, been to Japan, and he had heard that William Regal was doing some sort of wrestling seminar in ring wrestling seminar. And he went he, he was a known wrestler and he still figured there's a few things I could learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yes. Like, yes. Well, well, out, people. well, they had these house shows. They can work on their craft, work on some new moves, personalities, gimmicks, whatever it is, it's not televised. They can work on it. If they screw up, okay, no big deal. But mm-hmm. if things work and get over, like, okay, let's bring this over to TV. So without having those without having any house shows, they have nowhere to practice. So your next best option, especially in this pandemic era, is to go to the performance center. So yes. and then the other thing too, I just want to mention. Keep in mind, Dabakato, Deal Madden, and almost they don't have the experience that Keith Lee has. And I don't know how much Otis has, but I know Otis has more than those other three. Five years plus, I think. So I'm just saying, like, I know for me growing up, I would play with older players, and I felt my skill level got better by playing with better players. And even when I was coaching... Well, you're also 10 feet tall. <laughs> thank you. So, but, but when I would... Even, even when I was coaching, like, if we saw, like, a freshman who was doing really well... We would have them practice with the JV or someone on JV practice with varsity to help improve them. So if anything, maybe Keith Lee and Otis being there is is not so much like they're in trouble or they're being degraded or devalued. They might be there to help pass on some of their expertise to Dabakato, Dio Madden, and almost you know what I'm you know what I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? So you got the young some more yeah. younger guys and these more experienced guys working together. Yeah. So it's almost like the, Keith Lee could be like an extra coach in some way to help this other talent of big man. So I think a lot of people are misinterpreting this and and going crazy. Yeah, If you follow Natalia on anything like she's, when she's not on TV, like during the week, she's constantly training with current wrestlers like Liv Morgan or Lana or whoever. Ronda Rousey back in the day. Ronda Rousey. So, and, and look, look, look how all those people are turning out. Like the riot squad are super hot right now mm-hmm. lana's actually not that bad right now she's been improving like, she's been improving for sure and it's noticeable and you look at ronda rousey did she have a really bad match her run no no not no. really i mean she nothing she nothing the that was a huge stinker and and i was always impressed with her, her matches so. so yeah i mean like i know not to be the uh dead horse but it's just as far as like i think we all can agree the three of us when we saw this news, we didn't overreact like a lot of people. And I think a lot of people need to realize, look at the situation. It's not WWE being the big, bad, evil company. You got to yeah. look at the bigger picture. What's going on here? What's the purpose? And also, I mean, kudos to Adam Pierce and uh, Drew Gulak. That's cool that WWE is using them as like a teacher or coaching role, especially for Adam Pierce, a guy who's 
pretty much had his career outside of WWE, who's been brought in, doing a great job on TV, but now behind the scenes as well. Yeah, and let's let's just finish this up by saying, uh, if 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 Pat McAfee were to give his opinion, he'd say that he's that we're right, you're wrong. Suck it, nerds. <laughs> And on that note, let's Good one. We'll move on from there. But yeah, that's the big thing. It's like people relax, don't overreact. Look at the try to break down the story. Yes, here. Cindy, we're talking to you. Don't overreact. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on over to uh, Monday Night Raw this week. Um, a show that I, I felt was kind of a copy and paste from the previous week in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hits and some misses. Yeah. Yes. So let's just go through We'll run through some of the highlights here. Um, opening segment involved Randy Orton cutting a promo and very similar to like Braun Strowman's promo, I think a few months ago, as, as far as dealing with the same guy, Bray Wyatt here, as far as he's going to look at the devil in the face or something like that, paraphrasing here. Um Pretty much he's saying like he's going to have to get evil to take on this evil person, the fiend. Uh, but then we see the Firefly Funhouse pop up on the screen and Bray Wyatt dressed up like a game show host with the wig and the microphone. And it turns to a whole game show segment here. Kind of the price is right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Richard, what do you think of this whole opening segment? I'm I'm good with anything Bray Wyatt does. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will. As great as it was, I, I I did notice. Obviously, Alexa Bliss was not on the show this week. I don't know if there was a reason why, non kayfabe, why she was not there. Hmm, I don't know. Um, but uh, uh, I I I'm so used to seeing her now with Bray Wyatt. So when she's not there, I think it the, the segment suffers a little bit. So I hopefully she'll be back. You know by uh, next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, it's just adding more fuel to their matchup, which is coming at TLC. So, uh, uh, and we'll talk more about their segment because at the main event, uh, Randy Orton challenged Bray Wyatt, just normal Bray Wyatt or five Firefly Funhouse version of Bray Wyatt for the yes. main event here. So we'll touch on more of that when we get to that. Uh, next up, a match that on paper it's a big deal, but they didn't really make it a big deal or promote it that much. Yeah. Oscar taking on Shayna Baszler for the very first time. Their paths never really crossed before. Not in NXT. Yeah. So uh first time ever. I mean Shayna Baszler had one of the longest title reigns in NXT, multiple title reign. Mm-hmm. And Oscar has the longest title reign in NXT. So these are top two Single the, title reign, yeah. Yeah, the top two uh, uh two women in NXT history that's yeah. held the title the longest. Yeah. yeah. So um I mean, I, you would think they would like put more build into this and be yeah. like, oh, my God, this is uh, two uh, the best here. This yeah. is like a WrestleMania type matchup. Well, I, I think when it comes down to when they actually have that one on one feud, they're going to make us forget about this. I think in a week or two, we're already going to forget about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a shorter match. It was pretty yeah. quick. And, I mean, the story here was more of Lana, who's been kind of sidekicking it's for Oscar. focus on Lana. She, yeah, uh, we, we, we got a taste. I'm, I'm, I was happy to uh, see that. <laughs> Just yeah. Kinda, oh, boy. Like, because, like, I, I wouldn't want their first match, like, real definitive uh, pin or submission to be on TV like that anyway. Yeah, so, so Lana, Lana got involved in... Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler ultimately got the loss because uh, Lana uh, jumped on Nia Jax and pushed her into the table. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Shayna Baszler was like looking at Lana, and Oscar came up for a quick roll up to get the win. So I just got Richard. What are your thoughts of Oscar uh, and Lana working together? Lana more or less becoming like a baby face by way of aligning herself with Oscar, 
And I, I will admit, I think she's getting better each week. Like every week she's doing something else in the ring to kind of show she's been improving. I think that the way that this has been going and the slow build and pace for it is really well. It, it's very similar to what they're doing with Big E on SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, we've seen her get destroyed for <laughs> how many weeks? weeks? Ten yeah. weeks in a row. And she gets this fluke victory at Survivor Series. And since then, you know, she she get a little bit of in-ring action. And, like, she's, she's maximizing her minutes in the ring. So mm-hmm. she's yeah. bumping more. I believe her when she's in defense. Like, when she's trying not to get hit and she's kind yeah. of curling up. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks believable. Um, yeah. and, and we know she's trained, so mm-hmm. she's, she knows how to take a bump. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of, I, it wouldn't surprise me in a year if she's starting to look like Trish. Because if you remember mm, when Trish okay. Stratus first came in, she's just a fitness model, and she would just mm-hmm. have cat fights and hair pulling matches. And, mm-hmm. and, she and, then, all, and then she disappeared for a couple months, yeah. and she came back as like this incredible wrestler. Yeah, like out yeah. of the blue. Yeah, so, so the, yeah, I'm with you, if Lana. I wonder how long it'll take before. Yeah, maybe she, there's a, a bigger transformation coming with her and her in ring performance. So it, it feels like it too, and I think when we get it, it's going to be against Nia. Cool, and that's the thing. Shane is the one that's been eating a lot of these pins or losses the last yeah. few weeks. Nia has been protected, just standing out there. Yeah. So I don't know why they're protecting Nia so much, but uh, it's interesting. So uh, I, I think they're saving it that moment where Lana gets a big win over Nia well, at some if you, point. If you look at it too, they're keeping Lana away from Nia. Yeah, because it's m- mainly been Shayna with her gut wrench suplexes on on Lana every yeah. week and just tossing her around. And then like, you know, Lana will get some like crazy little pin in. You know, she doesn't get the one, two, three but at first, but like these roll-ups that are kind of impressive because it's amateur roll-ups. Yeah. 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 Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you know, I love Oscar. So Lana, I think is going to benefit by aligning with Oscar and just kind of hopefully feed off uh, her her uh, charismatic charismatic character. So, uh, looking forward to see what else they can continue off that. Uh, next up, Ricochet, Dana Brooke team up, uh, take on Slapjack and Reckoning from uh, Retribution. Not much to say here. Ricochet and Dana Brooke got the win. Uh, Mustafa Ali started yelling at Reckoning some more. I don't know what's going to happen if Reckoning's going to just be kicked out and then maybe those repackage her as uh, Mia Yim. So then Mia Yim can finally be on the Raw women's roster as her normal self. So yeah, I don't know. Not much, yeah, not much to talk about with that. So that, we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up, Kofi Kingston in double action on Monday night. So he had a match against Sheldon Benjamin of the Hurt Business, got the win. And then uh, had to take on Cedric Alexander, or Cedric Alexander called him out. It's like, hey, come back in the ring. I love Cedric Alexander's character work as of late in the Hurt Business. You know, really barking and, like, challenging people and being really aggressive. Kofi comes back for a second match, and ultimately Cedric gets the win here. So It was a good match, too. Yeah, it was a great match. So, uh, yeah, Richard, your thoughts on Cedric really kind of standing out for the Hurt Business and taking out both members of the New Day in the last couple weeks. I I like it. I mean, I like I like the New Day a lot, and uh, and I like the Hurt Business. And I just like that this has a, a, been a feud since the New Day's come over to Raw, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because it's 
it's not it's kind of like when you would have a SmackDown, which was every SmackDown you'd have Kurt Angle against Chris Benoit in the main event. And it'd yeah, be like, oh my yeah. god, again. And then you watch <laughs> it and it's like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. That yeah. was so good. So it's just kind of you know, with any variety of uh Kofi and Xavier or one on one against any of the members of the Hurt business, it's mm-hmm. been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess what my one little uh, holdback is my problem with Raw for the last six months or so, we'll see like two tag teams go at it for months on end. I mean, you saw the Street Profits with Andrade and Angel Garza. Like one week, they'll both take on each other non title, and then one person will face the other person. And then the following week, the other person will face the other person, and vice versa, these mixed match <laughs> uh, situations. And then the pay per view, and then a rematch at the following pay per view, and it drags on forever, and you get really burnt out. With that being said, I'm trying to just be optimistic here as far as, okay, New Day Hurt Business, that's the current feud right now. It was announced that they're going to have a a, a Raw tag title match at TLC. I'm just, I kind of wonder if Hurt Business will actually pull off the win and then add more gold to their stable, which I'm hoping for. That's my prediction. yeah, Yeah, so I'm just hoping once that's over, let the rivalry in and then let her business move on to somewhere else Mm -hmm. or a new, a new new opponent. Do you think if that happens, potentially the new day split? Um, because I, I don't get a feeling like a very authentic new day feeling for this. Well, I, I I mean, Xavier, he'll probably be busy with the G4 stuff. Maybe give him some time off or maybe take him off TV for a little bit. Potentially Uh, we could be getting Lashley and Kofi. Which True. would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I mean, Matt Riddle was, I think, supposed to take on Lashley at some point. I don't know if that's still going to happen at some point. Yeah, that's the a bro, bro nuts. Yeah, the bro nuts. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just saying, as far as New Day and her business, if there's a title change at TLC, great for her business. Let them move on to a, a new opponent. Like, I just don't want this rivalry to overstay its welcome and then we all get burnt down it's like oh here they go again like the Mysterios and <laughs> Seth Rollins exactly uh, next up we saw uh, uh, I do want to mention Miz TV uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus came out <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was funny I, I, I had my finger ready to fast forward on this okay and and I'm sorry I'm just so entertained by Miz and Morrison and their chemistry together yeah. correct uh, oh, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's, it's just, it was, it's a, it's a great package for Raw to have them there, and not SmackDown. Yeah. Well, it just, I, I mean, I know they're not doing the tag team thing right now because Miz is focusing on the championship, and Morrison's just his sidekick. Mm-hmm. But they are, you know, former SmackDown tag team champions. So maybe it's someday they can be the ones to challenge whoever the Raw tag team champions is in the near future. Yeah. My biggest takeaway, or I love, is. They, Drew McIntyre and Shane is pretty much scare Miz and Morrison, and I think even was AJ come out for that promo. AJ yes, came out there. with almost, and mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Well, it's four on one." And then, yes. and then Drew AJ's- came out, and then they get into a fight, and AJ even said. Uh, you're still outnumbered by two, but then he didn't do anything. <laughs> he just walks out. But he then just Drew, walked out. But Drew McIntyre thanks the money, the bank briefcase, and oh, yeah. launches him yeah. Yeah. all the way up the ramp, and it takes out one of the LED screens yeah. on, on the yeah. entrance. So it's that- kind of like um, 
the Scottish games they do, you know, the, they throw that big, like, it's kind of like the, it's a ball. Yes. But kind of like, it's, um, it's like a stone ball or lead ball. And they, they spin it and they throw it to see how far you can yes, throw it. That's, that's what it was. exactly how, that's what it was. Threw it. I mean, like, like, like the discus throw, I mean, in to, the, you know, in Olympics or track and field. Well, to Drew's credit, he like makes this face like, oh, him and Seamus are laughing. But I wonder if deep down he's like, oh, man, did I create like a bunch of damage? Nah. <laughs> I don't think they care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, but then later on, so we see a two on three handicap match of AJ Styles along with Miz and Morse taking on Drew McIntyre and Seamus. Great match. I mean, yeah. God, all five of these guys are awesome in their own right. Yeah. Hard hit. AJ was a chicken shit. Oh, that was the thing that excited me about that segment, though, for the pay-per-view, is that oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that we've never had AJ and Drew before. Yeah. So, like, because of that pay, that, that segment, I was like, ooh, that's something to look forward to. Exactly. never happened anywhere. And also, we saw earlier, it was a Keith Lee confront Sheamus. It's like, hey, you're going to turn on him tonight, huh? So, they like, they keep people keep asking Seamus if he's going to turn on Drew McIntyre because Seamus has been a bad guy as of late. He's all of a sudden being buddy-buddy best friends again with Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. so everyone's like questioning what his uh, motives are. Uh, so anyway, the match is taking place. Uh, Seamus accidentally broke kicks uh, Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. and then uh, ultimately AJ Styles, Miz and Morrison get the victory. Yeah. Uh, later on, we see Seamus backstage looks scared. Like he just saw he a ghost. Big boot mark on the side of his face <laughs> yeah, too. I don't I know if you noticed that. that. Yeah. yeah, you can almost read who made the boot. Yeah, <laughs> but Seamus was scared that Drew was going to come back there and kick his ass. But he was trying to stay on the microphone in the interviews, like it was an accident. Uh, and then after commercial break, <laughs> out of nowhere, they, they're fighting. They're, they're beating the shit out of each other. They're fighting, <laughs> and then they pick up that one guy, the redhead guy. Uh, I forgot his that name. Fuck. Pat yeah. Buck, yes. <laughs> they pick them up together. And they powerbomb them <laughs> through that the- table with all the food, the snacks that were there on the table. And then next thing you know it, they're looking at each other and they're like all laughing and jovial, you know, yeah, just that's, like that's being just, friends again. That's just how the Celtic people act. They get in fights and then they have a beer after. It's, it's like, like a it's a typical bar fight for them. Shame is yeah. like, let's get a pint now. You're buying this time. Yeah. And, so mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it's very much as you say, uh, the UK, you know, uh, Scottish and Irish people, like they, they might have a little gripe. Let's let off some emotion, yeah. some steam, and then go have a beer after. <laughs> That's I, what it is. I, I think I would like it more for them to stay friends and not like keep having fights like this or even matches like that. But like not have something. I don't think it it, it needs a I'm going to turn on you and we can't be friends anymore. We're so conditioned to that. I know. Yeah. As far as any sort of tension. Oh, my God. Someone's going to turn on the other person. No, it's like okay, yeah. they just they just got you know, no no one's perfect, and sometimes it works really well, you know, like like when um, remember when AJ first came to WWE and he mm-hmm. started teaming with Jericho, yeah, yeah, and they made Y two AJ T shirts, yeah, and oh, then yeah. that night Jericho turned on, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the night the T shirt came out, and it was just like that. That is a very good swerve. Yeah, mm, yeah. And so yeah, I'm, I'm with that. You know, as long as they can still be buddies, and um, I mean, who knows if if, if Sheamus should turn on at some point? At some point, if they're hurting for opponents for Drew McIntyre, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I think if if Sheamus earns a title shot for from a match, I think that's the way to go, and then kind of have Sheamus because like right now Drew really doesn't have anyone in his back pocket anymore. 
Because he yeah. used to have he used to have uh, Street Profits. That's his oh, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're saying. And right now, if something were to happen, like Randy Orton or The Fiend or whomever, he's got no one to watch his back. So mm-hmm. if he had Sheamus around, at least he has Sheamus, but then he could also have matches with Sheamus. Yeah, exactly. So um, looking forward to, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles at TLC should be really good. Uh, next up, real quick, Bobby Lashley defeated Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Riddle came out, was in Jeff Hardy's corner, kind of cheering him on. Came to his aid. Yeah, so I, I think we're still going to get that Bobby Lashley-Matt Riddle segment. But Matt Riddle kind of going around trying to promote different products to people, the <laughs> bro, bro nuts. He's bro a pitch nuts. salesman. Yeah, I'm 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 liking this Matt Riddle very much because I feel like this is something that they wanted out of RVD back in the day. And you could tell (laughs) RVD was hesitant about it. Yeah. When he was doing it. But like Riddle just seems like he's having a blast doing it. It's a natural because I'll look at Twitter. I'll watch in real time and I'll look on Twitter and some people hate it. Some people like it. I I giggle. I mean, like for the entertainment aspect, it's it's juvenile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just... like there's there's so much. It's funny because there's so much that I I'll see people and people comment on my page saying, uh, wrong or it's not the Attitude Era, blah blah blah. But it's like if you're really watching, there is enough Attitude Era still around, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where it's it's just juvenile humor. It's funny. Yeah. Like, not every like and and if you hold the Attitude Era in such high regard, I challenge those people to go b- back. And watch a full episode and tell me you like every single thing on it. I honestly, I thought about this. Like, how fun would it be maybe if we go back and as bonus episodes review like episodes of Raw from like '97 yeah. or something? Yeah. God, like yeah. re- relive because, our childhood because everyone was was jumping up and down for Steve Blackman against Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> Might have to watch that on the network. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. It, 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 it's like for me. Um, I mean, my my personality, personally, I don't take things too seriously. No. So I try to enjoy I, the goofiness I, of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's wrestling. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be a little bit goofy. But overall, and, they still have great matches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I said with Matt Riddle, if we get more of his personality, I'm all for it. And I, I think there are a lot of people. I'm trying I'm trying to be nice, but I think at times there could be a lot of sensitive people out yeah. there and they'll voice their opinions on Twitter because we can't. Everyone It's trendy. Everyone in the palm of their hand can voice their opinions at any given second at any point in the day. And so those the are sec- the people I block. <laughs> but the second you don't like something, they're always voicing their opinion. I hate this, I hate this. And so imagine if Twitter was around, yeah, during the attitude era. The attitude era would not be as probably praise as it is to you know as as well as we view it right now yeah you know what i mean like if social media was back to the attitude era the attitude era probably would have failed drastically from all the pressure of social media oh yeah and there would be a lot more wrestlers that lost their jobs (laughs) exactly i know exactly uh uh, main event time we saw randy orton take on just bray wyatt not the fiend just Mm -hmm. normal bray wyatt mr rogers version yeah uh pretty good match here (laughs) Uh, I, I laughed when they were outside. Bray Wyatt grabs the headset and says, Yowie, wowie, we'll be right back. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was did, you, did you notice that Bray did different things as this character in this match? Opposed a to the other times bit. he's done this character? As far as... Like he tried to, he tried to do like a uh, Raven-esque even flow DDT. 
oh, as a yeah. finish at one point. Mm, and, yeah. and it was just kind of like the, his movements, everything was like a different wrestler, a mm-hmm. completely different performer. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, God, he's just adding layers to this character. And maybe the way he <laughs> brawls a little bit, it's kind of like Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a yeah. thing, I mean, and, and that's a good point, is I think for Bray, hopefully that's some detail he's really trying to uh, put out there as far as when he's Bray Wyatt is a certain wrestling style and performance. When he's The Fiend, you're going to get a different type of match. So I uh, kudos to him for paying attention to that little bit of detail. And then who knows, maybe he'll do more of the Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rogers gimmick for more matches because he's only done a couple right he had the Miz match earlier this year yeah. we don't see it too often he had the Braun Strowman so this is what like the third time this year he's done the Mr. Rogers gimmick in the ring mm-hmm. so maybe we'll see more of that in 2021 but it'll be two different styles of matches it'll be Ray Wyatt one style and then the Fiends another style so it's like Mick Foley uh, but yeah oh yeah totally uh, but so at the very end uh, Randy Orton has the uh, Bray Wyatt out in the ground and in the ring and all of a sudden room goes black comes back on lights turn back on we see the fiend laying there <laughs> took the spot so oh, yeah what'd you think of just uh that little uh cut and paste i guess you could say or a little video editing there i like it i like it a lot because uh, it's not something that we're gonna see when we have live crowds again yeah, that's true that's i mean true. that's that's one good thing about this thunderdome or this pandemic era is like yeah you can kind of cut and edit some stuff and make mm-hmm. some really fun jump cuts for uh, uh, a finale of a tweak of an a thing or there, two. There have been a lot for as, as frustrating at times as it's been, there have been a lot of things that I found really refreshing about the pandemic era. Like when someone comes out and jumps someone in the ring, like you, you don't have that reaction from the crowd spoiling it before it happens. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, like yeah. That's, that's been pretty cool. Well, another thing too is you think about it during this era, the pandemic era, the crowds are not overtaking the situation and telling us who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. WWE yep. is telling us this is the bad guy right now. This is the good guy. You're going to cheer for him based on the piping noise that they have in. I, I know. I was just going to say, I, I'm like, I'm fine with the piped in noise because I'm not noticing it. You know, mm-hmm. like, like it, it, to, it's I've white seen noise. People, yeah. It's just background. And I've watched enough wrestling in my life to, recognize that sound i've watched enough smackdown in my life the smackdown's <laughs> always had piped in noise yeah but um it to me it's it, it doesn't bother me because i'm focused on the end ring work which everyone claims they are but then they have time to point out who's on the 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 thunderdome tron and dressed <laughs> like what and <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i i enjoyed the finish for this match it was really cool and also, it was the last uh, Raw or just last WWE show inside the Amway Center in right. Orlando. Um, and we'll jump into mm-hmm. the the new home of the Thunderdome uh, later on for SmackDown. So, you know, good good episode of Raw. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, next week's episode, which I think would be the go-home for T- – or is TLC next weekend or the weekend after? Uh, it's in eight days. Or I- a week. Next week. Okay, so Got yeah, it. the go-home show will be coming up. So yeah, looking for TLC coming up pretty soon. All right, jump on over to Wednesday night for NXT. Uh, a lot of stuff here. Honestly, I know we haven't done this on a regular. I really thought NXT was the best show this week <laughs> for multiple reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I I did not. I thought it was really? the weakest of the three. Really? Wow. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to love it because of uh, someone's big return. That was the only thing I really loved about oh, it. Okay. All, all right. right. All right. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's get... cut to it. Okay. So uh, uh, Finn Balor. Okay. So I will say my initial thought for this episode of NXT, I thought a lot of stories were being created from this episode. A lot of fresh new storylines. And we'll, we'll go through it real quick. So opening segment, Finn Balor, NXT champion, makes his big return. Um, talks about, you know, what his plans are. And sure enough, he was confronted by uh, a handful of challengers. Well, hey, I thought it was funny that he kept saying that now that the team sports are through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> War it's, games. It's, yeah, it's time for the prince to shine. And yeah. Yeah, we got we got Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly and... Uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. And then, uh, yeah, so all three of them come out. And rightfully so, all three of them do have legit beef with Finn Balor or a reason to be mm-hmm. next in line for uh, a championship match. They're all him. worthy challengers. Uh, I mean, Damian Priest, even though he lost the North American championship, but I really think in some ways NXT, as far as the North American championship, it's the stepping stone to the main event scene. So right. he accomplished North American championship. And plus, oh yeah, didn't they take on each other in your house? Yes, uh, they did. Yes, yep. that was a great match so they had. Pete, Pete Dunn's the only one I don't think we've seen against Balor. Yeah, yeah. and he's been doing great things, obviously uh, with war games and whatnot. Kyle O'Reilly, he said, "Hey, I was the one that broke your jaw, and like, I want a rematch." And uh, so, uh, you know, Finn leaves the ring as the three of them are all kind of you know talking it out. And sure enough, he gets to the top of the ramp, and we see uh, Miss Scarlet Bordeaux, or I guess just Scarlet. Yeah. Make her big return to uh, NXT, and whew, man, that her outfit! Get, her getup looked kind of like Lady Gaga, you know. A little I'm, bit. I'm as into it. I'm yes. as into it. I'm, I'm going to be careful with what I say out of fear. Okay, no, no, I get you saying. Uh, <laughs> so you know, she uh, confronts Finn Balor, and more or less, that's a sign that uh, you know, if Scarlet is around, then you know someone else is not too far behind, aka. Uh, uh, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. I'll say Killer Cross, Carrying Cross, Doomsday um, Clock, Counted yeah. Down. So uh, uh, they uh, go to commercial. After that, we see uh, Jake Atlas take on Swerve Scott, a yeah. match that we've seen Tommy in person at APW a couple uh, years ago. A couple years ago now. So uh, two of APW's finest alumni. Yeah, um, great match here. You know, solid. It was it was, was kind of short. But um, Jake Atlas finally gets a win over yep. Swerve. Gets the roll-up pin. Um, Atlas... Big win for him, though. Yeah, yeah. finally. And then he uh, stuck his hand out to shake Swerve's hand. Swerve just kind of brushes it off and walks out and looks pissed off. So, I don't know, Richard, are you okay for a potential heel turn here for Isaiah Absolutely. Yeah. He Absolutely. needs something. Yeah. yeah. He, needs, he needs a push in the right direction. And because mm-hmm. we've seen a main event or be the main event in other companies, and I'm confident that he could carry NXT if push came to shove. So I he's wonder. he's got a lot of charisma, and people are really, really. I wasn't. I was. I was late to the party on him. Mm-hmm. And after I kind of got it, then I was just kind of like, yeah, this guy's really good. Well, a couple things to keep in mind as far as his presentation in NXT he comes out with the glasses and very kind of smooth, cocky. But he's been a baby face. You kind of keep that same thing, but point it in more of a heelish direction. That mm-hmm. could really add some fun layers to that. Yeah. So well, it's yeah. kind of already it's, there. It's, the, the it's like a male Sasha Banks. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you know, listen, let's think about it. I mean, Velveteen Dream hasn't been doing much on TV as of late. Maybe could he kind of fill that spot that Velveteen Dream kind of dropped the ball and that left could behind? Work. That could work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that could be something to think about. Uh, next up, we saw a triple threat tag team match. Uh, our favorite, one of our favorite tag teams ever rise. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Imperium, yeah, <laughs> grizzled young veterans. Oh yeah, uh, um, this match was just awesome. As far as mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see Imperium and grizzled young veterans. Looks like both are going to stay in NXT for the time being. So it's, they both probably accomplished so much in NXT UK. You get them bumped up to NXT Prime, right? So uh, uh, great match here, Tommy. I know you were. Well, uh, I don't. About. I don't even know if it's that because we don't know if they're going to stay. Like this might just be because they need more tag teams on NXT. So let's import. Yeah. Them. I yeah. personally. So, yeah, I personally want they, because we've we, there have been a couple of tag teams lately, like the Malcolm Bivens uh, tag team, the two Indian guys that aren't they that haven't yeah. been on in months. Yeah. So this this might just be those guys need to get some some seasoning still. So we're going to use some established teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And plus, I feel Imperium, you know, I personally want them to go back to UK and reunite with Walter and Alexander Wolf. I mean, but overall, Grizzled grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, so much continuity between these two. And I enjoy their 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 work in the ring. So good. Oh, yeah. I want to I'll say this, too, that I I think that there is a slight mistake in having I think you're right. Imperium should be in the UK. I think they should have brought over. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster and mm. Mark Andrews instead. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they would have connected with the NXT audience a little bit more. The regular yeah, NXT yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're I agree. definitely fun, like, pop culture-esque vibe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see what you're saying. They're, they got that mod not, style. Not, yeah, and they're not big enough stars where you're taking away from NXT UK, like if you were to take Mustache Mountain. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the right team, because they are a good tag team, and NXT doesn't have like a cruiserweight tag team yeah mm-hmm. i hear you saying but great match <laughs> ever rise they did their job which was eat the pin in this match yep. so that way imperium still looks strong ever rise <laughs> took took the pin here mm-hmm. i'm uh just, I, I just wonder will ever rise ever get a push down the road like a legit push like a legit tag team <laughs> maybe <laughs> time will tell richard you look I love Ever Rise. I want I want big things for you. Them. You you strike me as the kind of person that was a big fan of the Quebecers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> what, what you threaten them with uh, uh, coins a, in your hand? It's the fleur de lis, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bring back the you know, la fin de mondain. Yeah, yeah. The end of the we're, world. Where are the Rougeaus right now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they got some funny stories then with the Bulldogs and all that. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> oh, the Rougeaus, yeah. Uh, next up, we saw Tommaso Ciampa take on Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I like this. I like this a yeah. lot. This was a highlight for, of the show for me. Uh, Dude, I mean... And the, and the aftermath was was great, too. Yeah, so Timothy Thatcher comes out, watches the match, a little bit role reversal, mm-hmm. kind of payback for Ciampa watching him, scouting him out. Well, do you think that's what it is, or do you think potentially we're going to see a partnership? Well, okay, so yeah, uh, Champa does get the win over Grimes, but great match overall. The back and forth, you mm-hmm. do yourself a favor, watch if you haven't done so yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Good ebb and flow. Thatcher 
is you know stands up and then uh, one of his uh, students uh is it russ taylor taylor rust or I taylor think. russ what, i'm getting yeah. confused they just reversed his rust. name from evolve right or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, so he comes in attacks champa uh and then you know and then uh we see timothy thatcher uh Stands up and Cameron Grimes comes out of the ring and confronts uh, Cameron Grimes confronts Timothy Thatcher. Right. And also Timothy Thatcher grabs Cameron Grimes' leg and like twists his leg and Cameron Grimes like, ah, like yelling. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like she was going to put him in an ankle lock. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. So it looks like Thatcher and Cameron Grimes are going to have a program. And then I guess Ciampa and that rest guy are going to have their own thing. That's cool. Uh, but R- Richard, yeah, we saw Malcolm Bivens make a return to NXT. And- oh, yeah. Pretty much said I gave he gave a card to uh, Rust and uh, is Bivens going to have uh, another person to manage here at some point? It looks like it. Also, where the hell is Robert Stone? I know, I know. NXT has two great managers, yeah. Malcolm not Bivens and Robert much. Stone. They should both be there. One of them should or, be. Or like, maybe maybe that's something we should look forward to because maybe they'll come back with something cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're building up to something. So I want I want either Bivens or Robert Stone to be like Bobby Brain, have like a, uh, uh, like a list of just different people they represent. That's something mm-hmm. I miss. Like a stable. Yeah. A family. They just rotate. Cause what- <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch WrestleMania yeah. 3, yeah. like Bobby Heenan and, and, Jimmy, Hart. and Jimmy Hart are yeah. coming out every match in a yeah. different outfit. Right. And it's like they go to the back and come right back out with a different outfit on. It's like, oh Yeah, my God. And it was like that in WrestleMania 2 as well. They, I, they worked harder than anyone on that show. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Uh, next up, we saw Johnny Gargano along with uh, his wife, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory, Indy Hartwell, pretty much just celebrating their victory. Their, yeah, from uh, War Games. I guess they pretty much called their alliance The Way. <laughs> Like that's yeah. the way. So I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the main thing was it was cut short. Damien Priest comes out to confront them, and you know have a little back and forth. But then this, th- that this whole segment made me feel like if there was any one person I could trade at AEW, <laughs> I trade Johnny. I trade Johnny Gargano. Really. For someone, he annoys the hell out of me. Really, I I, I think his entering work is really good, mm-hmm. but babyface or heel, he's just so flat on a microphone to me. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Who would you trade him for? Uh, MJF, no. Joey Janela, Jelly Nutella. Oh God, no! Um, what's the the they're, they're women's champion? <laughs> Sheeta, Sheeta. Mm. Okay. Yeah, she's wasting talent over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, All right. Uh, but the main thing was Damian Priest confronts them, and so he's up on the ramp, and sure enough, uh, big surprise return for Karrion Cross comes out. Out of nowhere. Beats the crap out of Damian Priest, mm-hmm. throws him against uh, one of the panels, and mm-hmm. Richard, I know that's your boy. Your thoughts on Karrion Cross just coming out laying out destruction. <sighs> Killer Karrion Cross. Made me very very happy this week. It's your boy. Uh, that's a, he's 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 my boy. <laughs> uh, it, it was great, and he put uh, Priest brutal. through a table. Yeah. Massive power bomb. Well, yeah. it wasn't even the table thing wasn't as bad to me as uh, him getting shoved into the the grid. Yeah, it yeah. looked yeah. like he legit hit his head. Mm-hmm. And we've all everyone's done that. You know, not been pushed, but like there was like a fire extinguisher there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he yeah. hit his head well, on the fire extinguisher. I did, too. I rewound it. 
he got power bombed and the fire extinguisher was on there. Right. And then it fell on his head. Right. Oh. Right. Jeez. I saw I noticed that. Uh, so right now it kind of looks like there's a fatal potential fatal four way for the number one contendership for the Finn NXT Ballard's. title. Yeah. So I like that. We get to see three people get doomsday Saido'd and <laughs> and uh, we'll oh get our, our world champion back on January the 6th on NXT New Year's Evil. So yeah, that's so, what it's looking like here. So yeah, Damian Priest, Karrion Cross, Pete Dunn, and Kyle O'Reilly, all four of them going after Finn Balor. I'm curious what they're going to do. Are they going to do a fatal four-way like they've done before after Karen Cross gave up the title and they had the fatal four-way to crown a new champion? Or will they have like two uh, one-on-one matches and then those two winners face each other for number one contendership? I want, I'm kind of curious what direction they're going to go. It's up to I'm, William Regal. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to, if you ask me, it's it's Karrion Cross. He deserves his title back. You know, I'm not biased against uh, Karrion Cross. No. The tall no, man, the devil, the devil of Monterey. You know, I, I, I just think that William Regal should uh, 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 fall and pray and and give this man his world title shot back. Um, so, otherwise, he Cross well, is on. probably going to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> really who who else do you really want to see those it's like taboo tuesday do you want to see the other guys get a title shot over cross really well, no, i mean pete not... dunn pete dunn i kind of do just because i, I want, haven't seen i it, like but... pete dunn so yeah, yeah yeah well so it's gonna be interesting if they're gonna do a fatal four-way or how they're gonna get to crowning a new number one contender to then take on finn Balor, which looks like it's gonna be january 6th uh was it new oh, year's evil new year's evil that's what they're calling it <laughs> i yeah. had a i had a, a funny thing for you What's that? um i think it was uh bully bully ray on busted open had said you know what pete dunn looks like go on you ever see the movie The Road Warrior with Mel Gibson? Yes, yeah. I have. One of my personal yeah. favorites. The little the little kid. Yes, the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely see that. Pete Dunn's tan if, is if so any weird. Of, if any of you listeners don't know what I'm talking about, Google The Road Warrior with Mel Gibson, the second Mad, Mad Max, Max movie. Mm-hmm. And my there's a little boy that basically wears what Pete Dunn wears with the fur and everything. Right. Like and a that's caveman. What, that's what... Yeah, that's what Pete Dunne looks like. Yeah, he looks like a caveman. Well, Pete Dunne, like, I don't know, like, I, 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 it's great that he's all shredded out and stuff. Oh, totally shredded. But he looks, like, really skinny right now. But then, like, his tan, he looked a really weird orange. That's, that's an Eric Bischoff-approved tan right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of Pete Dunne, he had a match with Killian Dane. Dude, great hard-hitting match oh, here. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom, you point out to me it's payback, or because uh, keep in mind, Pat McAfee's crew took out Killian Dane right with a headshot mm-hmm. with the car and Drake Maverick as well. Yeah, so uh, Pete Dunne uh, and Killian Dane having this match here. Killian Dane wants some revenge here. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the uh, um, Lorkin and uh, Oni Lorkin and uh, Danny Birch. Danny Birch come out as well. Um, ultimately, Pete Dunne does get the victory over Killian Dane. And Drake Maverick comes out, too, to try to help. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was outnumbered. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, you know, will uh, Killian Dane, Drake Maverick, will they be new contenders for the NXT Tag Championships? I don't know. It'd be interesting. Sure. We'll uh, and then uh, main event time, Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon. So another fallout from War Games here. Uh, they had a little, little back and forth earlier in the show. Was it Tony Storm even tried to come out as mm-hmm. well and all that stuff? But uh, yeah, what you think of the main event here, Richard, between Raquel and Ember? It's kind of flat to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, did, mean, it didn't it didn't do it for me. I was I was surprised when it was over that that was the main event. I thought there was going to be another match or something. And, <laughs> well, yeah. I just, mean, uh, I, uh, I I think I think Raquel's on a good trajectory, okay. but it needs to be with the right person. I think I would have liked to have seen her dominate someone like Shotzi over having mm, trying to oh, have yeah. a competitive match with Ember Moon yeah. because Ember's light years ahead in experience with right. and, well, well, also keep, I mean, uh, uh, so Raquel's definitely kind of like got this mean streak now even more because Dakota Kai's hurt or got hurt from war games. So at least she's like trying to get, you know, payback on her behalf. Uh, even earlier tonight at the highlight package with everyone talking about the war games, I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, Raquel looked dominant here. You know, I, I love her finisher, the power bomb, one hand pow- power bomb. So she ultimately does defeat Amber Moon. Uh, Tony Storm comes out, and then Rhea Ripley comes out for the save, and then uh, Rhea and Raquel have a stare down. So I'm curious: are they going to try to, you know, have another match between the two? Because they did have one within the last month or so that a lot of people enjoyed. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, the women's division NXT is stacked. Yeah, we said this last week. The war war games represented all eight top female contenders. Um, so. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really curious who's going to be like the new number one contender for Io Shirai. I just want to see Tony Storm and Io Shirai go at it. Yeah, I mean that could be one possibility, or or Ra- uh, Raquel and Rhea, Amber versus Tony. Then where's Io go? Does she wait on the sideline for all that to blow over and then have a new number one contender? So Probably. a lot of stuff to yeah look over. So uh, NXT, like I said, I think a lot of great storylines are being developed from this week's episode. <laughs> A lot of stuff to, to wait and see from the main event scene, the women's scene, uh, even the mid-card scene. You know, it was Swerve, the tag team. So a lot of good stuff from this week's episode of NXT. Yeah. Quality show, I thought. All right, let's move on over to Friday Night SmackDown. Um, My favorite show of the week. Really? All oh, right. Please explain yeah. to me kind of yeah, your initial takeaway. I just felt like it, that everything is just kind of moving the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's flowing the way I, I know it and I like it. I thought that there were, the main event was stellar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Otis and uh, Chad Gable. Chad Gable against Cesaro and Nakamura. I thought that was surprisingly good. It was. And I, liked, I thought. And I, I really liked the ladies' tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. So, uh, opening statement Sasha Banks comes out to sign the contract, Carmella doesn't come out. She's in the I back. Like, I like that. Where, where Sasha opened it up and was just like, Adam, what the hell? <laughs> no, just, no contract there. Yeah, she's being a she, diva. She just belittles Adam Pierce. And Adam <laughs> yeah. Pierce just had this look on his face like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, they got the contract and she uh, stamped it with her boss uh, stamper. Like that goes back to our NXT days. That little, uh, the little stamp thing. So how she signs contract. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I liked how she pretty much called out Carmel and be like, you know what? Let's have our match tonight. And so that was the main event here. So I wonder, will they still have a TLC match as yeah. well? Okay. And who's that guy that um, uh, Carmel is with? I think he was on NXT a couple months ago. When the right. pandemic familiar. first started. Yeah. He, he kind familiar. of had that, that, that print. Uh, remember when Prince Iakea was the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea? Yes, I do. It was He had a gimmick like that, I think. If it's the same oh, guy. Oh, oh, okay, okay. He, he like came out on Raw, I think. It wasn't even NXT. Like We saw him on Raw one week, and then a week or two later, he was on NXT and had 
like a real match. Mm. <laughs> okay, I have to look that up. Okay. Uh, so, you know, a great opening segment just to set up the main event here. Uh, next up, Dolph Ziggler taking on Montez Ford. So, uh, Oh, that was really, really good. It was wicked good. Dude. Did you did you see Jerry Lawler's tweet during that? Yeah, was that real? Yeah, because well, the night that Lawler had his heart attack, he had a match with Ziggler earlier that night, and he felt something when Ziggler was doing the repeated elbow drops. Oh yeah, like that's when he started to feel bad because he actually hit something in his chest that like oh, kind I, of fucked with him, and yeah. so like yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, when he had the heart attack. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, no, but great here. match oh. here. I mean, because or because we you know we've seen Street Profits and Ziggler and Rue going back and forth, and so um, you know the, 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 the two of them here. <laughs> What's that? You find it? Yeah, I found it. Uh, Jerry Lawler tweeted, "I remember when he did this to me, and then I died." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Jerry Lawler, he's such a funny dude. So. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the new Undertaker. But, yeah, um, uh, but no, the great match here. They had a lot of time to show off their athleticism. Ultimately, uh, Robert Roode interfered. Montez Ford got distracted. Ziggler capitalized, and then Ziggler with the uh, super kick, and then picked up the victory. Yeah, I like this combination of people. I also really, really liked that. I felt like we got to see what uh, Montez Ford can do on his own. We've seen it a little bit here and there, but like yep. not with someone the caliber of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. So, so. I, I mean, listen, I love the Street Profits. I hope they have a great long reign together. I don't. I <laughs> hope that Ziggler and Rude beat them. Oh. That <laughs> would be glorious. <laughs> oh. I, I really want Bobby Rude or Robert Rude, whatever you want to call him. I want him to have a singles run again. Yeah. Like like what he had at NXT, I want that on the main roster. Yeah, we never. Even got then, it. I I I'm with you, and I don't know why. From even in TNA, like he always got pigeonholed in these tag teams. They're great tag teams, and he it's kind of a curse. Like he's a great tag team wrestler, kind of Him like and Cesaro, Kane, and and uh, Buff Bagwell. Yeah, like yeah, they were great tag team wrestlers, but you think of them individually. Yeah, Arne Anderson. Yeah. American males. Oh God! <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the greatest themes ever. <laughs> when you say Buff Bag, well, that's all I think about. And but uh, no, great match here between the two of them, um, and just adding more fuel to the fire. Now, I don't know. I thought I heard something like they're going to have a the actual SmackDown tag championship match next week on SmackDown, or if that's going to be a TLC. I got to double check, so keep an eye out for that. Also, a heads up before I forget. Uh, SmackDown next week will be on FS1, apparently. Yeah, there's okay. football, I think. Uh, and then also, uh, this was the first night of Thunderdome inside the Tropicana Field, right? Home of the Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Rays. Rays. So uh, before I forget, what'd you think? I didn't, it just I looked exactly the same. You yeah. can tell. I, did, I, I didn't even notice until you brought it up on the show. Yeah, yeah, so this was the first time at uh, in Tampa Bay. But I showed you that tweet I, earlier this week, what yeah, it looked like inside, yeah. yeah. So they, think, they set up right I, inside the, the field, the diamond. I think the match is going to be at TLC. I'm guessing next week we're going to get Robert Roode against Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. double check on mm-hmm. that. So it's going to build to something. Yeah. Uh, next up, so we saw uh, Sami Zayn backstage pissed off. There's a yes. merch table. Like, why is there a merch table? There's yeah. no fans. But he was pissed. You, you realize how much you've talked about what we've what was on SmackDown? 
and we're not even done with this yet. I know, yeah, that I know. That's how good it was. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sami Zayn was co- complaining. Or he doesn't have a Sami Zayn shirt. Big E comes out, showed off his new shirt, yeah. and yeah. then they have a Sami Zayn shirt. It was like a stick figure. Yeah, and yeah. it actually is available on <laughs> WWEShop.com right now. I have to take a look. It's, we it's, should get that. It's actually we should get that. Out that there. is the second. That is the second worst WWE merchandise I've ever seen, which What's I think the first is great. Uh, B- the B team. The B team. Okay, I was going to say for sure. Uh, uh, so they have there's, a match. There's no question. Like I just, I that coming out. I'm like, that is the worst T-shirt I've ever seen, and I love it. <laughs> uh, we see Big E take on Sami Zayn, and uh, Sami Zayn wins by uh, count, count out. out. Big E got outsmarted. So yeah. I don't know. What'd you think about how Sami Zayn went Two under the ring? Up. Two He's thumbs up. Remember we, we were just we were just talking about at Survivor Series how Sami Zayn uh, was so cocky going into that match with Lashley, and there was no way that he could win because he was the ring had all the members of the Hurt business. Oh, so like okay. the fact that like if it was one on one, that's how he would have beat Lashley. Mm. Since he had a one on one with Biggie, that's how he beat Biggie. Interesting. Okay, so it lo- I mean, guess we have a rematch. The same, the same strategy that he claimed that he had at Survivor Series, but his Survivor Series strategy didn't include the rest of the Hurt business. That's right. Because if okay. you remember, he kept running out of the ring and trying to avoid Lashley. He did the same thing with him, but but like the last couple of weeks, we've seen him in matches with Daniel Bryan and and, yeah. and Chad Gable, and yeah, it's like he's wrestling those matches. But if it's a bigger guy, he's going to use his brain. Yeah, yeah. So he's a diabolical yeah. genius. So uh, I'm guessing I have a rematch. Maybe at TLC. We'll see what happens. Uh, before I forget, on Talking Smack this week, Paul Heyman had a great s- segment with Big E. Um, Got real. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if you want to touch on it real quick, but just he, Paul Heyman, more or less said the new day is going to be a small footnote in the long greatness story of Big E, and he says, "Look at Roman Reigns." Since he's been back, they've never talked about the shield. It's all been about him. So, yep. I mean, God, that, that's such a big talking point there, right there. Uh, maybe we'll save it for another day. But it just Paul Heyman really putting in Biggie's heads, like, dude, you have you well, have potential to do something really great here. Do you think that that's all for a future video package down the line with Roman? Exactly. Yeah. WWE is great of like probably doing these little segments and. They're on file and could be used if they need to down the road. This could be just a great segment for just motivating Big E to go off and do a great run. Or yep. if they ever cross, come back and do have Big E versus Roman at WrestleMania, they have this video, the work, uh, the video package. Yep. 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 So, yeah, it's a great I, – I, uh, I put it up on our, our uh, Twitter page if you want to look at it. Uh, so we'll, we'll quickly run through here real quick. So uh, – Kevin Owens comes out to the ring and says he has like tables, ladders, and chairs. These are all his friends ready to take on Roman Reigns at TLC. That that was the one part of the show that that kind of it got a little cheesy. I didn't to care me. for it. It got real cheesy. Yeah, but then as he's out there, uh, Jay and Roman are staring at TV, and Jay's like, "Let me go out there and take him on. Let me beat him down for you." And he's like, "All right, go do it." He goes out there, starts beating up Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens comes back, beats him up, and then. Roman comes out and was like ready to confront him, but then he stopped. Paul Heyman said, "Let's go," and they leave. Uh, Kevin Owens is, you know, hobbing on one leg, trying to get to the back. Um, uh, he's doing an interview, and he says he's not afraid of Roman and whatnot. Then Roman comes out of nowhere and just 
beats the crap out of Kevin Owens. Dude, this segment was awesome. It was a brutal beatdown. And Roman's wearing some old school Jordans. <laughs> like he wearing some yeah. uh, royal blue Jordans and Jordan ones and beating the crap out of Kevin Owens here. Yeah. And then ultimately looks at the camera and introduces himself to uh, Kevin Owens' family and says, Hi, I'm the guy that's going to beat up your dad and take food <laughs> off your table. Oh, yeah, like, that was gold. Richard, come on, dude. That was amazing. I I I thought it was really good, and at the same time, it kind of made me feel like, what is going to become of Kevin Owens after this match? I I like if Big E's it's, not it's the just one, gonna be, it's going to be back in the line for him. And that's and that's a great point, a uh, great discussion topic made for another day. As far as the story of Kevin Owens on the main roster, is he going to be eventually I, elevated I, as like the next Stone Cold, the like everyday blue collar man? No. I, and I think he should stop. I think he needs to, to move away from that because I, to me, Kevin, the babyface Kevin Owens is a failed experiment. Like mm, okay. heel Kevin Owens, I, I believe he's going to win every match. Babyface, like I, mm, I don't care as okay. much. That's very valid. So, like if he's a heel, I think I want him to win. But when yeah. he's a babyface, I'm just I'm not invested. Yeah. Like his stunner is not Austin's stunner. No. So it's not. It doesn't do much for me. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I heard you saying. Uh, next up, Riot Squad defeats Natty and Billy Kay. Billy Kay was going <laughs> to surprise a, po- or a teammate. It was Natty. I think a lot of people were bummed because I thought the rumor was going to be Eva Marie. Uh, Billy Kay though, rises is- to the top, Danny. <laughs> what did I say? Yes. What did I say when they broke up the Iconics? Billy Kay is the real talent. <laughs> yes. Dude, she's been awesome. I... She, is, she is so. I'm gonna compile because WWE's Instagram keeps posting her with a resume with people. I'm gonna <laughs> compile all of them and make a long video. Nice. Okay, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so, go with it. No, but Billy Kay, uh, she loses here, so I wonder if she'll try to go after the Riot Squad again with another new, uh, so. a new uh, teammate, <laughs> and maybe will be Eva Marie. Eva Marie's been rumored backstage. Or part of the talent. I don't know. When she might show up. Uh, next up, we saw Otis and Chad Gable take on Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh, next Chad Gable. Paper, next, next pay-per-view after this is the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, so, so. Eve Marie would just be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you, know, you know that Rob Van Dam's contract's up. With Impact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that WWE has a new documentary coming out on him. I- icons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So and be, supposedly... Taya Valkyrie's contracts up after December. Ooh, yeah, she probably definitely wants to be with her husband. Definitely, yeah. and she so. she belongs there. Oh yeah, or NXT or yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. WWE? Yeah, I'd like to see her in NXT. Uh, so we see early in the show Otis being trained by Chad Gable, the Alpha Academy. <laughs> yeah, being like, the alpha I male. love this pairing. I yeah. love this. Yeah, pairing. I do too. I do too. It was like Star Wars esque. You know, Luke Skywalker yeah. being trained by Obi Wan with the you know the blindfold, it's, blindfold, and seen, throwing the ball at him. Yeah, the medicine. Have ball. you seen Cobra Kai? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I only yeah, seen the first like season. That. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, it's just like that. It's that just like corny training and. And those great two montage. actually trained together before professional wrestling. They trained in amateur wrestling together. Legit, yeah. Yes, both Legit. amateur wrestlers, okay. yes. So I think that's why this is coming off so natural, because like they actually know each other, because it's like, I don't know, I just find it funny because Chad Gable's 
like they're the same age. They have the same pedigree and background. And Chad Gable's his sensei. It's just like, <laughs> well, and here's the what? thing. And and to going back to like earlier time about Seamus and Drew McIntyre, this one you know Chad's going to turn on Otis eventually. Oh yeah, that's no. what's going to happen. You don't think? I think this is going to be a tag team. You think it's going to be a legit like long term yes. tag? Yes, mm. I do. All right, we'll all right. See well, how that goes. All right. Um, I, I think we're going to see a little sillier Chad Gable and a little more serious Otis. I think it's going to mesh the, well together because ah, I feel yeah. like Chad the rub from Chad Gable is going to make Otis more legitimate in front of the audience's eyes. And less Chris where, where, Farley. Where he, less Chris Farley and less Bushwhackers like he was with uh, Tucker. So okay. yeah, you've got okay. a, a super legitimate wrestler and then someone that is also a super legitimate wrestler, but he's been shown as silly. Yeah. And he's super over with the crowd. And uh, we saw here, so Shinsuke and Cesaro do win and Chad use that as an opportunity to say like, we lost because you shouldn't have tagged me in. You should have go for the win here. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of lessons being learned for yeah. Otis but, over the coming but weeks. But he didn't. He didn't get mad whatsoever. He literally turned it into a lesson for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, main event time. We saw Sasha Banks take on Carmella here. Uh, Richard, I know it's fresh in your head since you just saw it. So you thought it was really good, right? I gave it two massive thumbs up. That this is the Carmella I've been telling you about that was in NXT before she left. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I feel like the one other time I don't remember what the paper, I think it was a TLC actually. Uh, the one other time we got to see this this kind of a pedigree and match with Carmella was a TLC match she had with Nikki Bella, if you remember. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. And it was a really good match, uh, but that's kind of like the last time. I can say I, I remember seeing that Carmella until now. Yeah, he looked, looked amazing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like totally. she 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 went toe to toe, and it's not a new wrestler or someone that they don't know. This is someone that the company's comfortable with, and they've trusted her with a ton of segments, and we know she can talk in the mic. She's a former two time SmackDown Women's Champion, yep. so she does have the history of a legit threat. I just kind of wonder if Carmella. Coming back though to SmackDown, should she have been um, instead of being rushed into the title picture scene with Sasha Banks, could they give her some more like squash matches or something to kind of build her up, and then bring her over to Sasha Banks, like take their time a little bit, building her up with the storytelling there. I'm wondering if she's been training with Sasha, and maybe that's why they're doing it like this. Yeah, maybe positive. maybe they know that that Sasha and her are going to get the best out of each other because the only other person I can think of on SmackDown that she could have the best out of would be Natalia or Bailey, but they're both heels. So yeah, well, the baby faces on SmackDown are all uh, green. Yeah. You know? Well, my only concern is like, okay, you bring back Carmella, you have the vignettes, there's all this stuff her first program back is against Sasha Banks and I anticipate Sasha's going to just win here and retain. So, you know, you build her, build her back up, just ultimately lose in her first program back. So that's my only concern, but nonetheless, yeah, great match here, Tommy. You thought it was a good one too, right? Oh yeah. I thought it was, um, I mean, it was quality, uh, type match. Yeah. Sasha Banks, uh, loses. Yeah. Yeah, Loses via DQ because she was just stomping Carmella in the corner. Uh, and then Carmella takes her outside and ultimately, uh, 
throws her head in the champagne holder thing, majig, the ice bucket. The ice bucket. Falls over, takes the champagne bottle, smashes in the Sasha Banks' back, and then takes the other bottle, starts shaking it everywhere. And, and she almost it. got uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole there, you know. <laughs> Corey Graves were like, ah, give it to me, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, break K-Fame. So, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, so she stands tall as uh, Sasha Banks is laying there. And um, it was kind of odd because, like, I felt like she was kind of stalled for time because I think they probably went to that spot a little early. So for like the next two minutes, she's trying to ask talk, talk to the camera. Yeah. And I think it was SmackDown still ended early. <laughs> so um, I don't, I don't think anyone was complaining because she was covered in champagne. Yeah, so. it was, it was, it was yeah. a the good inter- look. The internet seemed to like that look quite a bit. <laughs> exactly, but no, great main event there, and I'm, I'm guessing they're gonna have probably a rematch at TLC. So uh, yeah. great way to end SmackDown here, and just a yeah, great way to end. A uh, fun week in uh, WWE programming this week. So a lot of stuff to look forward to and uh, next week's episodes. And uh, we'll have our TLC review, I believe, is next weekend already. Man. Yep, okay. Yeah. Lots of to think about already. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that know, note, yeah. You know what we forgot this week? What's that? We forgot to congratulate <laughs> Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins on the birth of their first child. Roe, is that her, uh, the baby's name? Roe? R-O-U-X? Yeah. R A U X, I think it is. Yeah. Um, they didn't officially say it was boy or girl. But it was I mean, a girl. It was a girl, right? Because it's the pink alf. Yeah. Like like light pink or it's a girl. Yeah. Well, my parents put me in light pink as a kid. <laughs> Look how you turned out. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, fabulous. Yes. Congrats to both parents. Uh, first child and uh, the memes right after were funny. As far as like Vince on the phone says, "Hey, he's in. He's in the room. Already asking her to come back already." <laughs> Did you ever see that segment? Uh, it was on the David Letterman show. It was like thirty-five years ago, where Vince McMahon guest starred, and this guy was having a baby, or him and his wife were, were expecting a baby, and he was th- Vince McMahon was there at the hospital giving us like commentary, live updates, and all this. It's a great oh segment. God. You got to check it out. Someone should double dub it over with. Using with uh, 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 Becky and Seth. Oh my God, he's crowning! He's crowning! <laughs> oh, but no, Richard, you said uh, congrats, first ever uh, man to give birth. Oh yeah, the the uh, uh, like Mister what, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger Junior. Oh, Junior. <laughs> yeah, the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, um, Danny DeVito. But yeah, congrats. And, and and her man had a baby. Yeah. So, uh, but no, but it's just funny. Everyone's reacting like Vince probably was in the in the uh, uh, room right after she gave birth. Like, you're ready to come back to Royal Rumble? <laughs> like, but goddamn, pal, hit the gym. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's my thing. It's like, do Becky probably at least needs a few months just to be there for the baby? Yeah. So. yeah don't don't pull a Brie Bella. And, yeah, uh, unless yeah. Wait, you're thinking of Junior, right? Yeah, the movie Junior, yeah. with Arnold. David. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, uh, great follow up to Twins. <laughs> not direct, not a direct sequel. They're playing different characters, right? Reuniting. Emma so, Thompson was in that one too. Yeah, reuniting Schwarzenegger and Devito. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but who knows what's uh, Becky's future? What's her timetable to return? I just think just go enjoy being a mom I now. Sir. I know we all miss her, yeah. but yeah, enjoy. Congrats to them. Enjoy being a mom. And uh, <laughs> Richard's wearing the 
the bloody bloody Becky face, nose. Becky Lynch. Yeah, what did I say? Becky, Becky, yeah, Becky Lynch. But uh, yeah, well, uh, but yeah, no, their kid Ro, she uh, will probably be main event team WrestleMania in twenty five years. So look forward to that. I'm calling it now. Seth sure. and Becky's kid main eventing WrestleMania taking on Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan's kids or uh, Miz and Morris or Miz and Miz Miz and Maurice, Maurice. not so. not the Canellas kid though no oh no no yeah. it'd be, be ring of honor bunch of crybabies <laughs> yeah. yeah so on that note let's wrap things up Richard where can all the clicks find you online well you can find me on Instagram at Pro Wrestling 101. It's that really cool photo of Ric Flair, so click it and like it. Uh, and as far as Twitter and Facebook is concerned, I have some breaking news. Ooh, go please on. share. I don't give a shit if you follow me there because I'm not going to follow you back and I don't want you to follow me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> swerve, bro. <laughs> ultimate swerve. Tommy, where can the clicksers find you? You can always find me yeah. on Twitter. Tell, tell the tell the clickbaiters where they can find you, Tommy. All right. The clickbaiters out there, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> IronFist1982. Oh, this is why we need video I know, so we... they can see you, Danny, just struggling. Just rubbing my eyes. Take my you glasses. just started sweating a lot and you're rubbing your eyes. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. And like I said, top of the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, subscribe to In The Click there. Also, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, in the click at gmail.com. You know the routine. Follow us at all those platforms. Hopefully, got some other cool things coming up this week for you guys. Uh, you can represent us via some merch so we're working on that so hopefully i'll have something this week for you guys so make sure to follow this on social media for that announcement and that's an order yes uh let's go home and that's the bottom line because huey said so